Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC, and is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Hello and welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. Sure wish I had some ham right now. And Scott. Mmm, bacon. Bacon is delicious. I bought some bacon this weekend. Mm -hmm. Also to answer Chad's question, if you see the last time we talked about this for... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it all just keeps rolling into that. (laughs) Yeah, that's why you need to get here live, because uh, we have a lot of pre-show shenanigans. We go live every time we record, which is roughly every other Monday around 7.30. We're live on Twitch right now, so hello, audience. Hello, everyone. Yeah, don't put on airs. We're, this is completely new, but we might start wearing silly hats. Yeah, or silly shirts or something. I've, oh. I've got many, many, many elaborate costumes. Uh, I remember last time we just talked about the Slenderman show. Uh, Saul Slenderman. All Saul Slenderman. Well, before we get into news, how has everyone's gaming been? Uh, fantastic. Uh, I've been playing the Fractured Butthole. Uh, or how do you pronounce the Fractured Butthole? I, I, and it's it's. Weird. Oh man, I think they got you, dude. Oh no, uh, it's very funny. Um, uh, I, I've just gotten to the part where you fight Shubnigaroth, which apparently is not actually the end of the game. Apparently there's a whole, like, other two-thirds of the game after you fight Shubnigaroth. So, that's fun. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, that, when, I mean, once you have done battle with the with the black goat of a thousand young, I mean, really, you have to move on to the other outer elder gods, such as the the, the Crimson Sultan. Ooh. You must slay the Crimson Sultan and cra- and take his flute for your own. Sorry, what? Uh, what I think we're you're doing? laying the, the, the uh, Lovecraft smackdown right on top of your head. I mean, that's some good shit. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Gaming wise, the witching continues. Witching continues. Uh, I, have sta- I have started. Uh, I, I have finished the Heart of Stone expansion okay. pack. I am at a hundred hours, uh, and I just started the Blood and Wine expansion pack. Oh, no. And uh, before our, you know, other recording of the day when we were talking with James, he did tell me it's like, homie, it's like a whole other extra like chunk of game. And I got there, I'm like, oh no, he's not. He's not lying at all. Nope. There's nope. just so much of it, and I'm. I'm going to do it. There's too the many wi- witches. There's the, too many witches. The wishing will always continue. Nothing will be resolved. It never stops. Never Look at it. It's going to move. It'll move. The sword moved. <laughs> uh, for me, gaming-wise, uh, nothing super video game-wise. I haven't done much, which is okay. I've taken a bit of a break. I, there are some video games I really need to dig into. I really kind of should do the Batman Oh, stuff. yes, you should. Especially, I heard some cool stuff with the new Batman stuff. I need to play the new Batman. I bought yeah. it, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, but that'll be next. My big thing is I'm going to start running an online game again, <laughs> uh, Black Crusade, uh, which I'm very, very proud of. I'm very excited. We're going to run our first episode, oh, first session tomorrow night. Uh, it's going to be very different than most Black Crusade are, games. Uh, are you doing it live? Uh, no. Well, that's up to the other players if they're willing to let me record it. I mean, hell, that would be at least a cool podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm going to ask them and see if they give me permission to broadcast it. If not, it's just going to have, I'm going to record it regardless just to have it on my records. Sure. So I can go back and listen to it. But it's going to be a cool little, like, normal Imperial citizens that are going to slowly, their world's going to ascend into chaos and they're going to have to kind of go along with the ride. Like you do. Yep. 
Uh, so I am looking forward to doing that. Uh, I have not been excited to like ro- seriously run a game in a long time. So I've been Jones, and I I want to get back in the in the GM seat. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that. I didn't think I was going to get it, but it kind of just sparked in my head, and I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I'm running my players through a dungeon on Thursday. Them dungeons. There won't be no dungeons at the end of it though. Aww. Nope, they've already perhaps a wevern or a some drink sort of, of wyvern. Perhaps a forked-tailed wyvern. <laughs> I, I don't. Please, you found an elder red dragon in a five-foot-by-five-foot five room. I'll, Please, kill me. I'll put. I'll put it this way: it, it's it's an aberrant-themed dungeon, so uh, like aberration? an aberration-themed mm. everything. So it's like if you're dealing with a dragon in that context. Well, sorry, it's an yeah, ab- it's an a dragon plus aberration. Oh no! Are is, is this outside of time and space? Is this where this dungeon is? No, it's just in the ground somewhere, man. Uh, Fly- shit's weird. Shit's just weird. Things have gone really badly. <laughs> Did a wizard do it? Actually, no. A wizard didn't do it. Shit. It's either a god or a wizard. Nope, not this time. Well. Nope, not this time. Uh, so any any uh, news that we got to go over? Yes, yes. So briefly, uh, a couple things. We got confirmation that probably very close to the end of this month, the Trinity Continuum Kickstarter will go live. So everyone listening to this, it may already be live by the time you listen to this. If not, it's going to be live within a couple of days. Fantastic. I'm going to spend so much money. Yeah. So get that check those checkbooks ready mm-hmm. and uh, be on the lookout. We will probably post it on our social media. So if you don't get it, don't generally follow Onyx Path stuff. Just follow us and we'll probably let you guys know. You know, if I live. knew the general age range of the people who listen to us, I would make a joke about what a check is. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Like, see, there used to be these things called pay phones mm-hmm. in which you'd walk up to them, wipe them down because Jesus Christ, <laughs> and you put money in. Uh, the, uh, and other Onyx Path news, because they've been really busy, they just got done with the midwinter convention, I believe. Yeah. They announced uh, as a secret project is Dystopia Rising 2nd Edition will be published through them and uh, developed through them. That is wacky. Did yeah. not know until that very moment <laughs> that they had a tabletop. That it was a tabletop game. Yep. Yep. Did, yep. Which came first? I don't know. Actually, that, I need to do a little research digging on that one. Does chat know? Does chat know? Let us know if you know. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you know, put it in the, put it in the chat. Dystopia we'll, we'll Rising is a really interesting game. They have definitely a very cool, like, I mean, they're they're an org LARP that's that's not common for boffer LARPs. Boffer LARP, yeah, a very um, strongly uh, wouldn't say tyrannical, but very a very they they want to make sure structured, their IP is very strong. structured. Yeah, they, they 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 keep control of their IP pretty pretty strongly. Uh, they have a lot of organization behind them. Uh, it's it's post apocalyptic zombie um, in, in America in America. I mean, you aren't. It's kind of like you are where you are, right? And you are where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really interesting. Um, I've never had a chance to play just because there's no Atlanta chapter, and you know, probably won't be one. Probably won't be one. It looks interesting. If it were closer, I'd give it a shot. But mm-hmm. uh, Clear Shades in the chat. Thank you very much. Says the art of the tabletop came first. Interesting. Uh, I'll have to do dim digging for confirmation, but that uh, probably, you, probably checks out. That tracks. That yeah. probably tracks. Totally tracks. Um, so appreciate that. Thank uh, you. And the last bit of news. This is a Kickstarter news. I'm going to probably butcher the name, but I will put definitely put a link in the show notes. It's Carrot Table. I think I linked it on my Facebook. It's these little personal wooden. Oh yeah, those character those, those. character hold character sheet holders and dice rollers. Basically, you can hold your dice, take notes, and have little like cards and everything on and 
pen pencil holders. So it's like a, like a game specific clipboard kind right. of thing. But you can have it on your lap, so you can do all your gaming that you normally have at a table, like on the couch. But everyone have space enough to roll their dice and make notes. That's pretty neat. They are currently uh, they have forty days to go, and they are at four over fourteen k. They only needed like twenty five hundred dollars. Shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about backing them and getting yeah, like one or yeah, two. Yeah, of them. that'd be they cool. Look really cool. That'd be I mean, cool. Get one for you what, and the missus. What missus? kind of stretch yep. goals do you have for something like that? Uh, I would have to pull it up. Super but nice, like yeah, in but, filigree. Like, got, I don't know. No, he's got like certain like vinyl backings for the stuff, all that kind right. of stuff. Plus, they have different types, like bigger ones or smaller ones, mm-hmm. depending on which <laughs> a clipboard folio. Yeah, yeah, kind of, pretty much. But anyway, so the news out of the way. Uh, yeah. This is going to be our final deep dive episode on the Trinity Universe games. Uh, and uh, going in reverse in-game chronological order, but uh, and also no, reverse publication order, but actual in-game chronological order. Uh, we are going over Aeon. Matthew, you wanna yeah, put this yeah, up there for yeah. you? Yeah, you get Aeon. Uh, also, also known as Trinity. Uh, what happened there is when the game first got released, uh, they released it as Aeon, and a cup about a monthish or so later, very soon, uh, afterwards. very soon after, they got hit by a cease and desist by Viacom. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a that's a name that we don't hear very often. Nor nor is the reason they got sued because it sucked. It was dumb, yeah. Um, but no, the the old uh, Aeon Flux uh, property that was on Liquid Television. Viacom felt that there was a conflict there, uh, and White Wolf not being stupid and taking on a megacorp at that time, uh, just folded, and uh, they, they they changed the name of the game to Trinity. Uh, they issued, like, stickers that you were supposed to put on the over the Aeon. That's pretty funny. Uh, as you can see, this, this isn't actually an original Aeon book. Oh, man. I never put the goddamn sticker on. Pure contraband, baby. Yeah. You need to get that bad boy signed at some point. I wouldn't mind. That's the original, yeah, it, that's the original yeah. one, you mm-hmm. can get that one signed. Yep, limited the, edition. Um, I, I have, uh, before we get into the setting, I actually have a little just a little, little personal story to go over. Um, so this game was released in 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was 17 at the time. Uh, I was at Dragon Con. It wasn't my first Dragon Con, but it was one of my first Dragon Cons. Uh, and uh, back then, White Wolf was a huge presence at Dragon Con because it was it was their local convention. They were Atlanta based at the time, yep. uh, and they had a big booth, big presence. They and, usually ran one hell of a party. And it should be noted that Dragon Con at one time was about tabletop gaming. At one time, yeah. At one time, that was kind of the main focus of it. Not, well, I mean, I'm sure titties were always part of it. <laughs> but, but, you know, before before your your fireflies and mm-hmm. your far what's-its, mm-hmm. there, was, there was Dungeons & Dragons. Indeed. You know? But anyway, so uh, me and my friends, we were going through the dealer's room uh, dur- during our run. Uh, and uh, I guess they would call it the vendors hall or the exhibitors hall now, but it was a dealer's room back then. Yeah, exhibitors hall was probably it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we went to the White Wolf booth, and they were they had some weird promotion going on where they had these like cards with these symbols on them, and they were running tests of your psychic abilities. <laughs> uh, and basically, like they would show you a range of symbols, and they would hold up a card, and if you could guess what the symbol was on the other side of the card, they'd give you a discount on uh, your purchase at the booth. That that day um and this was their this was the the first i had ever heard of it but this was their sort of big opening push for aeon uh and um 
we spent like a good 45 minutes at that booth hearing about Aeon because me and my friends at the time, huge sci-fi nerds, huge Star Wars, huge Star Trek. Uh, we really like we're into sci-fi and, you know, us hearing that White Wolf, our favorite role playing game company, was putting out a science fiction game that that put the hook in our little adolescent brains real quick. So we, we, we spent a good time talking to them about it. We ran like I don't think they had demos at the time, uh, but they they talked it up real good. Um, and then later that fall. Um, you know, I, I went into my friendly local gaming shop because I, I had kept kept uh, tabs on it when it was going to be released, and I got this book, this Aeon book, which is if you, if you can see, this is not a standard issue book. It's yeah, it's spiral, spiral bound. bound. It's got plastic cover. Uh, it's got full color art. Uh, in the the first half of the book, um, the first half of the book is setting, all setting. There's no mechanics whatsoever. Uh, it's all told in universe. White Wolf circa the late '90s actually did a couple of Spiral Bound. The uh, some of the Street Fighter RPG oh, yeah, uh, books you're right, were you're right. uh, were actually Spiral Bound as well. But this was just fancy as fuck, as far as my my little brain was concerned. <laughs> um, and uh, I I bought it the day it came out, and uh, me and my friends were just we were at Twitter like we really loved this shit. I consumed the book very rapidly, um, and. Uh, I have loved it ever since. I bought every single book that came out for it, um, which is about like 20, 30 books. Uh, and I, uh, I am so very happy that it's coming back in the, uh, the under Onyx Path with the uh, Story Path system. Um, but so that's that's my personal little story. I've been I've been into this game since uh, the day it came out, uh, since before it came out. I actually heard, heard, learned something very interesting. Um, this game came about because there was a hole in their schedule in 1997. Uh, they just had space to do a big release uh, that they didn't really have anything for. And so Andrew Bates, uh, a, an old white wolfer, uh, had this idea kicking around his head. Uh, and it took 10 months from, from that meeting until the release of the game to put out this game. Uh, which, given the production value and the amount of like deep lore and and like development that this game has, like just in the core book alone, I was shocked to find that out because it is really really good. Mm-hmm. Scott, I have a very important question. You left a very important piece out of your story. Mm-hmm. Was your Thetan count high enough to guess the card? Um, yeah, that was a long time ago, man. <laughs> that was over, that was over twenty years ago. Oh, we're old. Okay, I'm back. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. All, now, just, I mean, yeah, we all kind of, like, had a reflective look. <laughs> we got a little glassy-eyed that, at the time. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, but anyway, years. so, Aeon. So, uh, as we uh, described last time, uh, the world has gone through some very interesting changes over the course of the 20th century uh, and the 21st century. Uh, you know, from the Aeon Society for Gentlemen back in the 1920s, filled with adventurers and daring do's and trying to discover the secrets of the world, uh, into uh, sort of the more modern era, the, the Nova Age, where these uh, beings uh, emerged from humanity that had fantastic incredible powers over the, the fundamental forces of reality um, and but over time the the gold started to flake off and the, the tarnish underneath was shown um, and uh, the novas eventually became referred to as aberrants 
Um, and at some point in the round 2040-ish, relations between humanity and the Novas slash Aberrants deteriorated to the point where the United Nations declared war. Uh, on them as a species, basically. Mm. Um, and then tw- about, for about 20 years, you had something known as the Aberrant War. Uh, and that fucked the world. Yep. Uh, the the breadbasket of America was rendered infertile, like Florida was wiped off the map. Ah, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, Florida man was not happy about that. No. Uh, and, you know, and that's just in America. Some terrible shit happened in Europe and Russia. The, uh, some, some one, one of the big things that happened in Russia was that uh, some, one of the, one aberrant decided to, to basically just shut down uh, all of the nuclear power facilities, uh, but but left all of the warheads armed. No, oh, lovely. Yeah, so like he was very selective in the his silly. shutting down of fusion. The silly come to bunker. We have only one way to get warm now. <laughs> didn't, didn't the uh, entire basically internet crash? Yeah, too? that that actually uh, that was the big that was actually the the kicker. That was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, is that uh, at that time they had something called the Opnet, uh, which was basically a entirely fiber optic slash quantum computing internet. Halfway there. That uh, yeah, we're getting there. Um, that uh, one aberrant uh, through an act of uh, uh, well, in in terms of Trinity, it was unknown why he did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, you, you find out a little bit more about that in aberrant. What actually went down? Um, it's a complicated story. We're not going to get into it. Um, but destroyed the entire opnet, um, which fucked over the world. And that is when the Chinese, uh, who had tried to keep out of the aberrant war for the most part, uh, unveiled that they had a secret project. Uh, where they had basically ringed the uh, the the planet um, in various satellites and orbital stations and and whatnot with uh with with nukes uh, and were ba- basically said you know this war ends um, you know we, you, we're putting an end to this conflict uh, one way or another uh, if if you know we don't reach some sort of resolution to this then we're gonna nuke the planet. Um, and then aberrants chose by and large to leave the planet. Um, and that happened. That was the, that was, that was how that, that situation resolved itself. Question. Uh huh. Forgot to ask this one last time. So in 2040, did they have space travel of some kind? Yeah, they did. Um, they okay, because um, when you said leave the planet, I'm just like, did someone just fly away? No, well, okay. Was, a lot of them did just fly. A lot away, of them did way. just fly away. It was. It's an. They had. Um, we had expanded to the moon and we're getting up to Mars at that point. Basically, we a combination of of aberrant powers and uh, aberrant developed technology had gotten us more into the solar system. Right. Um, but one of the more powerful abilities that an aberrant slash Nova had was called warp, uh, which basically just rips a hole in space-time, and the other end of it is very, very far away. Ah, the safest power. Yeah, pretty much. It's great. Um, so most... they, they most when, when the decision was made for the aberrants to leave the planet, uh, they left via warp. Uh, either they could do it themselves or they, they, they hooked up with someone who could uh, and they, they got off the planet. Um, so this this left Earth in a pretty bad state. Um, uh, there was a couple of... Uh, of there, was, there are two big post-war cataclysms, essentially. One's called the Com Crunch, which basically dealing with the aftermath of the destruction of the OpNet uh, op um, and the, just the, the fracturing of global communications. 
and that was dealt with a number of ways. And basically what happened is over the course of a couple of decades, they rebuilt the opnet, but it is incredibly limited and is segmented. Uh, there's a lot of controls and checks. It's nothing like what we have today. Um, there's you know a lot of restrictions on on wireless and wired communications. It costs a lot of money to uh, to get broadcasts uh, like private broadcasts across the planet, um, just because they didn't want to have a repeat of just the whole thing shutting down. So the internet, the opnet is much more segmented and much more tightly controlled than it was in the day. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. Like, I think that's li- okay. So I know this is going to yeah. sound crazy considering we just talked about people ripping holes in time and space. Yeah, yeah. That is the least believable thing about this <laughs> entire story that the people would ala- like wouldn't like well, keep tear in, this motherfucker down. Keep in mind, I mean, tw- 20 years of war against super beings, a lot of governments got a lot more authoritarian. I, yes. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and, I guess And they had and don't don't forget they had sympathetic novas and aberrants on their side yeah. helping them control and do things that yeah. they wouldn't normal humans wouldn't be able to do um but yeah no that that's uh i mean when, when i talk about authoritarian government the the united states of america isn't the united states of america anymore it's called the fsa the federated states of america and it is a full-on military corporate uh conglomerate control uh we're in full corporate arcology. yeah full for cor- corporate military structure yep. uh, canada and mexico were annexed mm. um uh because well they could. Oh, uh, finally. Got, got a clarification from the chat mm-hmm. uh, that ch- it was called the Chinese Mandate. It was the ultimatum, actually. Uh, or the ultimatum. They said mandate, but it yeah. could be the ultimatum. Sorry, I got distracted mm, by yeah. chat because I had to deal with a uh, troublesome person there. Oh, my. Uh, the uh, Some clarification from the Onyx Path people. Oh, really? About killing uh, the uh, person from the UN. Oh, really? Uh, the reason he was killed wasn't because he was an a-hole. Really? It was because uh, he wanted to make sure Max knew he had gotten oh, the message. And he knew by killing him on in like uh, in the UN, mm-hmm. in front of everyone, in front of all those TVs, Max, when he reappeared in time, mm-hmm. would have gotten the message. Interesting. Ah, that's, so that's, that's exactly... That's, that's new information, yes. actually. Thank yes. you, Onyx Path. I, yes. love, I love this, this, this degree of feedback we're getting, and I can't wait to see the new stuff. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's that's fantastic. I Wait, love is that. someone from Onyx Path like in the chat right now? No, 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 no. I was, was, like, was other feedback. But th- I was about to be like, "Holy shit, man!" Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that was on the Twitter. That was on, on the, the Twitter. On the, on the uh, tweets. But they, they clarified. They were right. You were right. It was the Chinese ultimatum, not the mandate. But continue. Yeah, not, 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 not to sound arrogant, but I do know my shit here. Um, <laughs> he woke up pretty early on this one. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, anyway, so um, and they the second cataclysm after the Calm Crunch uh, was known as the Urban Schism. Uh, and it was basically involved the creation of arcologies um, and the physical separation of social and economic classes. Um, just the, the, the rich essentially walled themselves off uh, in physical space and, and, and people of different social classes and economic classes tend not to ever see each other. Mm. Um, there's a big regimentation of it just because... It, it, it's one of those things a bit like, you know, we're in 
kind of a post-apocalyptic dystopia. The world's rebuilding The itself. world's rebuilding itself. And the, the trends that we're seeing now get accelerated and, you know, the, the, the rich and powerful exploit that to make the world what they want it to be. Oh, so they don't uh, have to see the dirty pores. Um, there's also a great purging because aberration almost from a reli- almost to the point of being a religious mm-hmm. uh, heresy. Anything that was touched or developed by Novas and Nova oh, technology yeah. and Nova uh, thought was purged from the world. Mm-hmm. It was considered tainted and unwanted Absolutely. and so problematic. Lot, so it was being removed systematically. A lot of technology was was expunged and and blacklisted and whatnot. Funnily enough, like the hydro hyperfusion, uh, which was created by aberrants, uh, they, they you know the the cheap renewable energy that you know doesn't really have any any big problems with it. They 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 grandfathered that shit in. <laughs> oh, uh, we just reinvented it. That's yeah, all. we just reinvented it without our nova brains. No, yes, without with our human hands. Human hands. Uh, and throughout all of this, the Aeon Society um, uh, is continuing to exist. You uh, sort of it it tried to hold humanity together during this dark time. Uh, they sort of rebranded themselves the Aeon Covenant for a time, uh, and eventually then became the Aeon Trinity, uh, where they basically pulled all their disparate parts together mm-hmm. um, and reformed as this pan-global, pan-space, uh, because also at this time, uh, the third sort of big motion, big movement uh, was the orbital expansion. That's not a cataclysm, it's actually a good thing of... We have this technology that 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 we can now actually start pushing out into the solar system. We can start getting people off of the off of this damaged, broken planet and into space colonies. Um, shortly after the Aberrant War, they also discover a means of artificial gravity uh, called grav crystals, uh, and that helps with orbital expansion unbelievably. Yes, it because does. you can you know expand into low gravity areas and we don't have the like the world of the expanse where the 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 you know low gravity individualization is is a problem. It is still a problem in some specifically on the moon. They do have uh, people who 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 moved to the moon before there was artificial gravity and there is kind of a low g um, uh, issue there. Um atrophy's a bitch, man. Atrophy is a bitch. Um so yeah, and and so we we started to move out. We started to to expand, fill out our solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, and about sixty or so years later was the next big thing uh, that happened. Well, about fifty ish years, uh, something happened in secret that most of the world didn't know about. Eight individuals uh, were contacted by mysterious alien benefactors alien quotation marks more mysterious no one really knows what they are where they come from but they're contacted through various means uh, and brought to the moon to have this meeting uh, where these mysterious benefactors um, told these eight individuals who they had selected using their strange precognitive abilities uh, that the aberrants were coming back uh, that the aberrants were this big threat, not just to humanity, not just to Earth, but to the galaxy at large. Mm-hmm. That they had apparently been out in the galaxy fucking things up, uh, and that they were they were coming back. Um, and so, faced with this information, the benefactors made an, an offer to these eight individuals. Uh, they say, "We will give you 
We will bestow upon you amazing psychic powers. Uh, we will give you technology that will allow you to unlock the psychic potential um, in latent uh, scions um, right. and, uh, and, and elevate them genetically so that they can have greater control of their abilities so that you have the and we will give you further biotechnology that resonates with psychic abilities uh, so that you have the tools that you need to fend off and defeat the returning aberrants um, and all of them accepted um, of course the, the eight people accepted um, and they using these uh, things called the Prometheus chambers um, they began to build the eight psionic orders which uh, each order had its own slant on psychic abilities. Right. Um, you had the Esculpians, uh, who um, were, they had the psychic ability to heal the body and the mind. And they also had the ability to fuck with people in, on, a, on a biomedical level. Right. Um, and it's sort of, it's the reverse of the healing ability. Yeah. Um, that's a very tightly controlled ability amongst the Esculpians. Um, you had the biokinetics, the Nova Forza de Nationale. Uh, <laughs> the 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 Escopians were based mainly in Europe. Um, yeah, each one had like a different. Each nationality. one each one have a, had a, had sort of a basic nationality, a base of operations. This Trinity, more so than the other two games, was much more of a traditional White Wolf game in which you had uh, yeah, it does kind of land like you that, had, doesn't it? You had defined factions, and the powers came from the faction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was much more like you know your average White Wolf game than aberrant or or adventure. Uh, yeah, I guess because yeah, looking at it in the in the yeah, order of, order right. of release, exactly. That yeah. it's like oh, that is super yeah, standard it was White absolutely Wolf, absolutely super yeah. standard White Wolf. But so it, they had sort of this association with nationality, with with uh, powers and personality. Anyway, so you had the biokinetics. Um, uh, the Nova Forza de Nacional, uh, known as the Norsa, who were based in South America, which South America was one of the uh, the, the regions of Earth that got less fucked by the aberrants. Right. Uh, and so when the time came to rebuild the world, South America came up big because yep. they, hey, we've got a bread basket. We've got, we've fir- got, we've got, we've got fir- land and resources, land and resources and, and untainted. Um, and they are more, they're, the Nova Forza de Nacional is very interesting. They're kind of, they're almost a crime family uh, in a way. <laughs> they're like, one of my favorites. They're kind of a, they're kind of like are they like fizz ads. Yeah, they're yes, they're fizz ads. They yeah. they have the ability to change their own bodies right. around with shape like shape shifting adaptability. Sorry, stay tuned for the shadow on episode to know what the fuck I was just talking about. <laughs> uh, they can sort of survive and adapt to any environment, um, and they are hardcore motherfuckers who hate them some aberrants uh, and will protect humanity at any cost. That's oh, we, excuse me. There's a question in the chat, and I want to make sure, sure absolutely. you hit it. She knows there's a link to the Patreon. Is there anything for a one-time donation? Unfortunately, I don't have anything for a one-time donation. If you want to email me at polyhedronpodcast@gmail.com, we should probably I can, set I can up arrange a something. Yeah, we, with, we can figure PayPal, something out with our directly with our PayPal. Sorry, I didn't. But, hey, hey, Abby. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so, um, but, also, but thank you so um, much. Yeah. Clear Shades also has a request. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Towards the end of the uh, podcast, they would like to uh, you to explain uh, who these. Benefactor. Oh no, are. we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. Um, because uh, once we get through the, the the basic setting, we'll talk about the various secrets that get revol- re- released in later books. Secrets. Secrets. But anyway, uh, so you also had uh, the uh, the Orgatech, uh, which is an American corporation um, that uh, well, it's it's part of the the the, the military corporate structure of America. Yep. Uh, but they're not. 
quite the loyal fascists as the rest of them are. Uh, and they have the ability of electrokinesis, uh, the ability to um, manipulate uh, light, electromagnetism, bioelectricity. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, are, they are a big-time biotech company. Um, they are... Um, like I said, they're part of the American corporate machine, uh, but they're kind of the they're kind of the the loyal opposition uh, kind kind of guys, um, and they are very cool. They have very interesting powers, and they operate as a as a corporation. But brave they also re- brave rebels pushing for a sixty hour work week, <laughs> basically. Uh, but they are um, you know, and they also have like security forces and whatnot um, in Australia. You have the Legion. Yep. Uh, the Legion are uh, the psychokinetics. Uh, they have the ability of telekinesis, pyro, and cryokinesis. Oh God! Um, and, yeah. They and, got the full that full package. And they are a private military. I mean, um, no shock there. Like, oh great, telekinesis, the best one. Yeah, <laughs> no, they they are they are they are a private military dedicated to the protection of humanity uh, and the uh, defeat of the aberrants and. You know they have some mercenary at work as well, um, and they are they are pound for pound the most populous and the most just ass kickingest of, uh, of of motherfuckers. Uh, you have the uh, ISRA, uh, the International the International School for Research and Advancement. Uh, they're based on the moon. They are clairsentients. Uh, they uh, ha- they kind of have the more traditional uh, psychic ability of extrasensory perception. Uh, they can see th- see into the past, into the future. They can cast their senses out beyond their immediate uh, vicinity. Um, they and they are they're kind of the more most eccentric of the orders because they're this very they're basically a philosophical school. Mm. They're they they don't they don't have like standing military like powers. They're very much they be, they they support humanity in very much a philosophical secular support mm-hmm. system. Like they 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 kind of ISRA members and clairsentients in general just kind of exist as this loosely organized people who just go where they know they need to be to do the things they need. Yeah, know the, that the need classic to be done. prophet thing. Yeah, they, they're they're wandering prophets and 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 whatnot. Um, they also uh, pair up with the next order, the Upeo Amasho, um, to uh, to use their abilities in combination to explore space and to get out into space because the Upeo Amasho, based in uh, Africa. Which Africa is another region uh, of of Earth that didn't get get hit as hard that right. that that thus comes up big in the future because they have tons a lot of, of resources tons of resources lot of land um, they don't have a lot of white people kicking their ass anymore <laughs> and with with their imperialism because they have everyone back home has their own problems um, but they're they, getting their, they're getting their fill of imperialism on their home soil absolutely <laughs> uh, they have the ability of of teleportation. Mm-hmm. Um, they can they can move not only like short and long distances, but uh, especially when working with the clairsentients, uh, they can cast uh, they can get out into deep space, and that's what starts the big push into extrasolar colonization. Right. Um, next, you have yeah, it's been a, here's the book. It's been a little bit here. Ah, yes, the Ministry of Psionic Affairs. Um, they are Chinese. Um, it's very. They have some very interesting uh, politics to them. They're founded by a Filipino woman, and each each of the each of these has a personality of one of the proxies, as they're known. Um, which 
that it's a very detailed system. If I go into like every little detail, we'll be here for three hours. Uh, but but she was a Filipino woman uh, who during the t- the troubled times, uh, uh, China, like other other uh, organization, uh, other countries expanded, incorporated the Philippines. But through her savvy pol- politics uh, and telepathic ability, uh, she was able to secure a position for her psionic order. Uh, they are a branch of the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, and, and and that's about as creepy as you, you think. Oh, I um, want to see what the new book's going to be like. Um, yeah, that's going to be real interesting. Um, they are telepaths. They um, they are sort of spies, infiltrators. Um, you know, they they their their contribution to the anti-aberrant effort is you know they root out aberrants and aberrant sympathizers. Um, a lot of people are really uncomfortable with them. Um, I wonder why. Like they, but but they are stalwart Legit. defenders of humanity, um, and they have a lot of very rigorous internal uh, rules that they follow regarding like free will and agency and privacy. Um, in general, that they st- that they in general stick to most most of the time. Uh, not all the time, but you know, because hey, it's populated by humans. Um, uh, finally, uh, there are the Chitra Baranu, the, the least populous of the uh, of the psionic orders, and they have the ability of quantikinesis. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, yes, they have the very strange, very rare ability to uh, manipulate the quantum forces, the, the the forces that the aberrants did, but they do it through the psionic medium. Uh, something to clarify, so. Aberrants and Novas work with the quantum directly. They yep. directly interface with it. The uh, the, the uh, Scions mm-hmm. literally deal with the Psi energy, and it's another force in the universe. It's that mm-hmm. fifth force. It's the fifth fundamental about. force. Um, the, uh, what do you call them? Shitra Barano. Um, they actually, they use what, it's great description, they actually use the Psi energy as a glove around the quantum to mm-hmm. manipulate it. They can't do it as directly or as Pow- powerfully partly. as the Novas can, but they can do so safely with very little chance of getting taint on them. Uh, but they're based in India, uh, and like I said, they're the least, they're the most rare and the least populous, uh, and they kind of set up themselves up as like a hardcore research think tank. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're very insular. Uh, they they're very focused on like discovering the nature of psi, the nature of quantum, the nature of the taint, yeah. um, and in an attempt to do that, an attempt to 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 fight the aberrant menace. Um, now, like I said, these are not public orders to start with. Uh, they they've been when they were given these abilities, their mysterious benefactors um, told them, okay, there's a right way to do this. There's a timeline for this. We know the aberrants are coming back. You need to build up your forces quietly and slowly. Well, because there's, you know, the, the, the benefactors believe that there's a proper timetable to this. Plus, you know, humanity has had a problem in the past with superpowered individuals yes. he- helping humanity. Oh. Uh, so they wanted to more gradually. <sighs> Fucking muties. With the, yes, exactly. With the, uh, with the help of the Aeon Trinity, gradually introduce them into the world. Um, because something to point out is where we said that probably by the time all the Novas left, there was probably like maybe... 10,000 of them at most yeah, in the around entire there, world, yeah. if, as, a, as a, just a general guess. Psi's mm. are much more common. Absolutely. And can be, and they've learned with their benefactor's help, mm-hmm. they have learned a technology to induce the ability to awaken these abilities artificially. And enhance those abilities. And enhance. So we're talking much larger mm-hmm. numbers of, not as 
potentially powerful, mm-hmm. but very powerful individuals in the world. So we're talking hundred potentially hundreds of thousands rather mm-hmm. than in the tens of thousands. So so the with the assistance of the Aeon Trinity, the Psy Orders are, are functioning in the background. They haven't revealed themselves to the world. And then the aberrants come back. Uh, they attack a research station in the on the edge of the solar system. Um, uh, it's quickly realized when they're able to take one of them down uh, using an experimental plasma cannon. Uh, they analyze the body of this alien attacker and realize that it's human DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they the the world the humanity at large realizes that the aberrants are back. They're on their way. Um, and they start their attacks. Uh, and the Legion. Uh, well ahead of schedule, maybe like five to ten years ahead of schedule, um, when the aberrants attack the Sydney spaceport, uh, they reveal themselves. They're like, "Fuck it, no, we're going hard. Uh, we're we are we are we are counterattacking. We are using our powers. We're not going to be secretive anymore. This is bullshit. People need to be saved." Uh, and so the Psy orders are revealed to humanity at large. There's a little bit of there is definitely a lot of pushback and a lot of trepidation about it, but. When you've got the when you've got the monster breathing down your neck, you're not you're not gonna say no when yeah. that when the when the five, but you know when the little girl punches the juggernaut yeah. through, through the wall, it's like, are you really gonna be mad about it? Because yeah. he was about to you know break your head off exactly. Right? So and and the psi orders, um, although you know there are bad apples in every group, uh, but by and large the psi orders are all very dedicated. They all have vigorous recruiting uh, recruiting uh, things, so they don't they don't. They don't give assholes and psychopaths superpowers, right? Um, uh, and so they they have the good pe- they have good people behind them, uh, and so they start fighting back and they start advancing technology and they start you know repairing you know br- the broken world, uh, and so mo- for the most part humanity embraces the scions, um, and. Uh, the the war against the invading returning aberrants uh, starts in true, and humanity has a powerful weapon in its yeah. side. As a clarification from a mechanical point of view, something that they quickly find out is aberrants being basically superpowers. And there's actually a difference between a nova and an aberrant. The, the aberrants kind of kind of the aberrants they're seeing are not. They're very aberrated. Yeah, the they're ones the ones strange. that have come back, like the the general idea is, well, they've been out in the darkness of the galaxy, and they've just gotten like a hundred times more fucked up and like more powerful. Um, they are very, very. Uh, they're a big threat. They're a huge they're, threat. Yeah. They're very. They're very scary, and and it's it's real hard to, to deal with these. But people. the point I wanted to make, and it's in the book, mm-hmm. is mechanically, uh, the mo the. Because everything White Wolf's one to five points. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the level four and the level five powers of a lot of the more offensive abilities mm-hmm. cuts through all of their all of their Nova defenses. Oh yeah, yeah. Just completely and utterly. So that that's means, actually something that was in the players' guide. It was in the players' guide. Yeah, they. they, oh, they sorry, it's, um, it's fine though. But it's true. I mean, they, they did they did introduce that rule of, uh, you know, basically your soak gets fucked. Yeah, interest. This is kind of interesting to me because, um, I mean, obviously, I knew jack and shit about all sure. of this beforehand. So it's interesting that this was one of the first ones to come out because this is one of the f- first White Wolf games, I guess, where you're not 
the fucking leech on the underside oh, of humanity. Oh, no, you are a hero. You you're are the, a you're goddamn hero. It's like, I've never really seen White Wolf do like... Oh, yeah. It's It It did its thing, but it's like, but you're actually the heroes this time. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, that's a, a very interesting change well, the, of pace. The new tagline for the uh, the new Trinity Continuum is he, every age has its heroes. So these games are heroic and games. Literally on this book, it says hope, sacrifice, and unity. Yeah, those all, are the... All yeah. freaking... But, those, but you, those but you are see the where three, that is a change of yeah, pace. Yeah. Those, are, those are the three fundamental pillars of the Aeon Trinity. Um, which back in the day, there when the Aeon Society, their 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 uh, their motto was hope. In the Aberdeen era, it was hope and sacrifice. Yeah. And in the modern in the Trinity time, it's hope, sacrifice, and unity. Yeah. And so, with are, having so many more of these Scions out and able to f- basically not go toe to toe, but together with all their new advanced uh, technology, both mechanical and biomechanical, yeah. plus the psionic powers. The, they're able to actually fight back and against the, the aberrants. The biotech is interesting uh, because there's kind of like two scales of biotech. Uh, there's like the there's low level biotech that anyone can use, mm-hmm. but then there's a scale of biotech that only scions can use. They have to like attune to it. They like introduce a little bit of their DNA into the into the the, the device, and it and it links to them. So only scions can use like the really powerful stuff, um, which. You know, causes some some resentments and some issues because hey, not only do they have superpowers, they get the most powerful technology. And, and it's very space opera because you get to run around in space with your giant mm-hmm. with your giant oh, organic yeah. spacesuit so, fighting giant monsters. So the way that you're kind of it's kind of presented to me though. Okay, so obviously this is space. There is space oh, yeah. fairing. Big a lot kind of, of space time. A lot of space fairing. But the the aberrants you're dealing with in this particular case are like. I don't know. I just I I I, feel, I get a very one punch man feel from all. From yeah, they're big, they're very big. They're and, very big. They're very, very nasty. And, and you need your whole crew to probably mm, deal with, with them. One, oh yeah. yeah, it's it's your entire party with all their gear fighting it's, one. Yeah, it, it's you no know, your Sabat pack can take down one one werewolf. One werewolf. Okay, kind of gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of the power scale that you're dealing with. Um, and you know, and they've got like mass combat rules for if you want to. They actually made a minis game uh, mm-hmm. which I own, uh, which. Tragically, didn't didn't go very well, uh, but anyway, so uh, it's around the, like in this era of the of the Scions, uh, we make contact with our first alien race. Ooh, they're called the Kin. I'm probably not pronouncing that right because it's like Q I N. Um, that's just how I've always read it in my head. Yeah. Um, and they're yeah, fair enough. they they are psionically active, um, mostly telepathic, a little biokinetic. Um, and those are the really tall, yeah, yeah well, ones. kind of. They're actually space lugs. Oh, neat. Uh, but they build biotech and counter suits around themselves. Oh, cool. Let's see if I can find it. Kind of like Vorlons. Sure. But uh, they, uh, the aberrants have attacked them in the past. So humanity and the kin form a, a strong alliance together. Now, it's not all, all fun and roses. Uh, something actually fairly tragic happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it is revealed. Uh, with some degree of dubious certainty uh, that the Chitraburanu, the Quantokinesis, um, they take their mandate to to uh, research uh, the aberrant syndrome and the nature of quantum powers a little too far and are found to be working in concert with some reformed aberrants. Uh, and that leads to a very that 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 situation very quickly dissolves uh, and the quantum kinetic order is destroyed um oh yeah that's right yeah, they're actually yeah, they're, 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 the other side orders band together and essentially wipe them out um and are under mysterious uh, under circumstances that are not ever fully really revealed 
Um, uh, but do do get talked about later, which we'll we'll talk about later. But it's it's it is the here's yeah. if hopefully you may may or may not be. I'm gonna see if I can get it, get out the get in the glare on there. A little bit. That's what a Quinn looks like. It's not the great be- best picture in the universe, but it's probably the best one I found. Yeah, that's one of them in their encounter suits. Yeah, human um, humanoid encounter humanoid suits. encounter suits. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a tra- tragic thing that happens. Uh, shortly thereafter, another big tragedy happens. Uh, one of the, a big orbital station that's uh, put over the L one Lagrange point, uh, which is over Europe, uh, gets attacked by a, by a massive aberrant attack, and the Scions uh, and and you know Earth militaries. And for reasons that aren't very clear, they don't mount a very effective defense against the attack, and the station crashes into it. It it's, it ground zeroes in Paris, and Europe was already like kind of struggling, uh, but this just puts the death knell into uh, into into Europe as a continent uh, because this massive space station just just crashes into it and causes untold devastation pretty much over the entire continent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that's not even the worst thing that happened that day. It, when when the smoke cleared, the uh, Upeo Wamasho, the teleportation order, has disappeared. They're, they're just gone. Um, and no one really knows what happens. Uh, no one really knows what went down, but they're gone. And that means that our connection to our extrasolar colonies, of which there's about a half dozen, um, has just has gone away. Um, and this is very troubling because, well, first of all, all of our kin allies that, ha- you know, were on like in the, in the embassy, yeah. they lose access to their home world. Yep. Uh, there had, there had been recent, uh, a mining colony in the crab nebula had recently reported that they were under attack by a previously unknown alien race, mm-hmm. uh, called the chromatics, which are also kind of psionically activated. They have like photokinetic abilities. Yeah. They, they speak with light. They speak with light and they can like, they can shoot laser beams out their eyes. Mm-hmm. So they yell at you very yeah, hard. They're, they're basically space lizards that shoot laser beams out of their eyes, uh, and, and speak with, with pheromones and lights and stuff. It's pretty cool. So yeah, that's a big problem. So we, we lose access to that. Um, you know, this puts a, a, a dent in the, uh, in the reputation of scions once again. Yep. I have a question. Yeah. So when, okay. So is all of this stuff that happens in the course of, okay. So we all know that when you have a white wolf game, yeah. there is what has happened yeah. and what happens over the course of like play time. Yeah, like exactly. when we're, we're, we're getting up to the start of the setting period. Oh, like this is, gotcha, all, back, this gotcha. is all backstory. Okay. Uh, so um, then you walk in on this. So, the, the next big thing that happens, and the, the, the thing that happens right before uh, the start of the play era, is that in conjunction with the, the, the clairsentience, um, the telepaths, uh, Orgitech, uh, the electrokinetics, uh, and, and the, the Norse, all basically the people who deal with like biotech and whatnot, and using some old uh, teleportation-based tele- uh, uh, biotech, um, they they begin to create something called the jump ships, which are big, massive... Um, <coughs> sorry. Big, massive biotech ships that are capable of replicating the teleportation abilities of the of the of the Macho. Um, you know, it's piloted by a clairsentient who basically far senses out to a destination, and then it the ship itself jumps does does the jump through space. Um, Farscape, yeah, basically Farscape, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, and 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 so we begin to make recontact with our extrasolar colonies, um, and and sort of you know get 
get back onto our feet from that from that setback. Um, shortly after the jump ships go online, one of them goes out to meet something that, that one of the clairsentients saw. It's yet another alien race called the Coalition, and that goes very poorly. Mm. Um, is that the so really nasty encounter? That's that, a really nasty encounter that, that we're not going to talk about the details of, because it's actually got it got a little White Wolf dark on that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so that's basically the start of this the setting where you have you know you you play a scion one of the from one of the orders, and um, you know you can be a member of your order, you can work for the Aeon Trinity, you can be a private citizen who's like done their time in their order and gotten out of it. Yep. There's. They, while they have like the very traditional white wolf splat set up, they make it very clear that you can do what you want. Mm-hmm. Like you can even like they like there's also like you know you can be triggered uh, from one order but work for another order. Yep. Also, what happens is we we said they they kind of base in nationalities, mm-hmm. but what happens in a lot of all over the world they'll swap can, uh, candidates. Oh yeah, that show a good potential in one order for other. So they don't just follow along sort of ethnic lines. That mm-hmm. you can be like, yeah, you're from America, but you are perfect for the Legion. You're going mm-hmm. to be a great psychokinetic. Psychokinetic. So they'll bust your ass down to Australia, and you yeah. become part of the Legion. Yeah, they make it very clear that you know that that even though there's these sort of like archetypes and and whatnot and 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 commonalities amongst the Psy Orders. You can play what you want. You can yep. be from where you want. You can have the abilities that you want. Uh, it's very open-ended as far as that's concerned. Um, now, some of the more esoteric parts of the, uh, the, the... That starts getting explained in later books. Yeah, in later books. So, it, it is kind of one of the, it, the... The tragic part of the Aeon Trinity is it was this organization based, founded around the idea that, you know, there shouldn't be any secrets. Um, you know, everything should be, uh, you know, all information should be out and free so that people can make their decisions. That hasn't lived up to that, that, uh, you know, the the Aeon Trinity keeps a lot of secrets, especially in the Trinity era. Um, because, one of the big things that they keep secrets is they push the, the narrative of, well, the aberrants all went crazy. They all went crazy. Every one of them was bad and evil and terrible. Um, and everything that's touched by them should be should shunned be and whatnot. And that's just not true. Uh, a lot of a lot of aberrants novas did go crazy. A lot of them stayed sane. Um, and so the what happened with the Chitra Baranu was, you know, yes, they were talking with Novas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and... That's why I make the yeah. distinction between Aberrant and, no- and Nova is is sort of the stability mm-hmm. of their mentality. And, you know, that went poorly. Um, and then the Upeo Wamasho found a Nova colony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these Novas were, they weren't perfect in terms of, like, you know, what they wanted to see from that sort of thing. But they're all like, no, the Aberrants are terrible and we want to help you fight them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that, that place is really cool, and, by the way. Yeah. And so also one of the things is, uh, as a uh, clear shades mentioned, uh, these mysterious benefactors, their true identity is an alien race called the Doyen. That's right. And they are basically, they're, they're Vorlons. Like they are energy beings comprised of psi energy. Um, and the aberrants and their manipulation of quantum energy is an existential threat to their race mm-hmm. because they like, like they literally just disrupt them on a fundamental level. So they can. It's like these things basically eat our souls. Yeah, they basically just wipe us out. If there's too are, many of them. Yeah, and they're they're they are ancient. They're very powerful. And so when an ancient powerful thing finds something that's that that is actually uh, their weakness, they overreact pretty hard. So they do a fair share of manipulation 
uh, of the Psy Orders. Uh, like, so each Prometheus tank um, activates one, one uh, aptitude of psionic ability. It doesn't have to be that way. Yep. Uh, that, that, is a, that is an artificial distinction. And they did that as a method of control, um, uh, as a method of, of sort of regimenting and controlling. So uh, I can understand why they would want to do that. Do you really want a guy who can control time and all of physicality? Like, yeah, you really like oh, the entire damn spectrum mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so when the Shichibaranu fell, you know, it was revealed that they were, you know, talking with Novas. So the Doyen basically just use their massive telepathic abilities to say, no, just kill them all. Just just kill them all. They, they need to be wiped out. Ah, uh, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, so basically, like, they took an already tense scenario. And they just... And then and just... Clicked tweak, it over the tweak, edge. Tweaked yeah. it over the edge. And um, that, um, amongst the proxies, uh, that was a very controversial decision. And some of them started going, um, we just got fucked with... That wasn't that was that shouldn't didn't have to happen, mm-hmm. uh, and particularly the Upeo Amasho. Man, shades of the four day on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh man, mm-hmm. I I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so uh, they so some of them started having second thoughts and questioning the the, the their benefactors, particularly the Upeo Amasho, um, and they're all, they they basically said like, so yeah, we've got these people who we've been talking to, and we don't okay, we need to get out of here. Yep. Um, and can we go with you because they don't like us very? Uh, <laughs> so that so what happened was basically the 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 Doyen and the other and the other hardliner proxies when they found out found out about the Upeo uh, having these relationships with these no this Nova world, the hammer started to fall again, um, and when a basically a force of aberrance. Uh, detected that shit was about to go down and used that opportunity to attack the the space station. Right. Um, so while a lot of forces were converging on Africa to, like, do a police action against the Upeo Amacho and basically put them under slave control. Where they weren't doing yeah, their well, job yeah, they weren't against doing their, the they, space station. Yeah, they weren't doing their job, and that's, what, that's why... Everyone fell short, and the and the space station got destroyed. And but you know during that thing, the Upea who had been planning this all along basically says, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Yep, yep. Uh, and, and they they get they 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 had they made the decision to just straight up bolt uh, because they didn't want to be slaves of the other orders. Um, and so that's a thing. And over the course of some adventure books, that some of this stuff gets revealed. Um, the Upeo come back eventually. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they do come back. They, they get their own order book, and it explains everything that happened. Um, and that kind of starts to restore the thing. And everyone everyone starts to really realize that, uh, well, so the Chitraburanu probably didn't have to do that. The Chitraburanu um, were the... The Quantikinetics. Yeah, Quantikinetics. Oh, okay, yeah. The, the, the little oh, so, genocide. So sad. Yeah, that I'm little so genocide there. Yeah. Yeah, I felt so um, bad for them. Yeah, that they really got fucked over pretty hard. Um, because, like, one of their... Um, I, I think their proxy was just directly controlled by a doyen. Oh, God. Like, because they were like... puppeted around? Yeah she, yeah, she was just puppeted around because they're like, yeah, you've got the most scary power to us. We want to see where it goes. Yep, uh, but the, we're just going to control the, you. Because the didn't have that power, did they? No, that was from humanity. Human. That was a very so, human. So what's cool about the... Uh, say that name again. Chitra Baran. It's the way they could do it. That's actually the natural... In all of the books, that's actually the natural state of eventual what humanity kind of would... Kind or of peak at, potentially could peak at, is 
where they had this perfect balance between using side to alter quantum, which would allow them kind a of peaceful sort of existence. Kind of. I mean, that that's that's not necessarily the the the, the definitive endpoint because there's there's some stuff that happens later on. True. Uh, now, uh, talking a little out of universe, uh, Trinity. It had a lot of books. It had a really good run, but near the end of its run. Um, White Wolf started to support it less mm-hmm. um, to a pretty upsetting degree uh, because, you know, it, it wasn't as big a performer as their other groups. It was, it was pretty And they niche. were winding down because they had the end of uh, the World of Darkness. Yeah, the World, was, World of Darkness was winding down. They, they, it, it, it received a lower priority. And there was actually kind of a tragedy as far as I'm concerned. Um, they basically, when they released the Legion book, uh, they basically said, like, okay, they basically were very honest with the community. They said, so this Legion book, you know, depending on its numbers, is going to determine the future of the line. Uh, I never really heard exactly what happened, but the rumor that I heard that the book sold very well, because Trinity Trinity fans, me yep. being one of them, are rabid and got the word out, and a lot of people bought multiple copies, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The rumor that I heard that there was some sort of accounting snafu mm. um, that occurred and the money and the book did not make an enough uh, the book didn't make the money that it made ah I and see. so but that it still that was kind of a catch-22 scenario whereas you know that the future of the line was based on the book even though the book sold very well it didn't make the money that it needed to continue the line yeah and that's really unfortunate because um, there the, the at that point the Norsa book and the Ministry book had not been released. Okay. Um, so, and you know that 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 those books really were kind of the the, the future of the meta plot. Eventually, the Norsa go- book got released as an online document, mm-hmm. um, and the tr- the Ministry book never got an official release, but it was eventually released, basically. Um, as a document, yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, it was very great. I mean, it was White Wolf was very gracious about letting this this stuff get out. Just, yeah. It had been written, it had been developed. It just it never got an actual like put put together book release. Um, and those two books actually were the information in those books set the stage for sort of the next phase of the Trinity universe um, because all throughout the books there was something mentioned in many books called process 418 uh, which was sort of this 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 clairsentient vision that had been referenced time and time again as something's about to happen on earth like something very big is about to happen on earth it was actually mentioned because the clairsentience um, they 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 recorded it as such because it was such a big thing that they couldn't see past it. Right, it was a singularity. It was a singularity in clairsentient vision. Um, like some, they just know something happens on Earth, and we can't see past that point. What happened? And this is it was set up in the Norsa book, and then fulfilled in the in the Ministry book, is that the Norsa had gotten their hands on the quantum kinetic Prometheus tank. And we're fucking around with it. Oh, no. That's uh, right. You told me about this yeah, at one point. Yeah, uh, they were fucking around with it. They had a very secret uh, facility in Venezuela. Um, and in the ministry book, they uh, something goes real wrong with that fucking around. Of course. And we have a third Hammersmith incident. Oh, uh, no. Uh, a, this wave of quantum and psionic energy goes out over all of the world. 
naturally occurring scions start to just, they, they they naturally occurring scions had always been kind of around. Right. They were kind of a a hush hush thing. Like the Psy orders would try and repress their repress the the knowledge of their existence and whatnot. But they start popping up. Um, untainted Novas start stop popping uh, which up. Which I believe they had been Novas had. Sm- had been there had there had been novas on Earth, but they were in a very special scenario. Japan yeah. uh, was a, in in the future was actually a very isolationist country, and they were isolationist because they had perfected a technique that would stop novas from going going aberrant. Oh, neat! So Japan, all the what for, for like they had novas that had never left Earth, and they had been undergone this genetic treatment that that limited their power. But prevented them from ever going aberrant, um, and that was a big secret. That that's got a that's a big ace in your hole, right? Well, because that because right because there. each of these um, that was something that also was revealed in the the ministry book. Because each of these uh, books were also region books. Like the Orgetech book was the Americas book. Right. The the Norsa book was the South America book. The Upeo and Lasha was the two Africa birds, book. One stone as yeah, word. exactly. So and so the ministry book was the Asia book. So it didn't just talk about China. It talked about all of Asia. Um, and so, and and not just that, daredevils and sci and, and mesmerists and oh, no. stalwarts. Oh Jesus! They, they literally said you can use all the books now. Right. Like yep. this, this was the big phase of this. All of our, all of the material from all the game lines you can use now because they're just they start naturally appearing Recurring. all over the all over Earth and and even out into some some space. So that was sort of the next phase of. It brought all of the settings together and all the that, rules. You know what that and would have been? Mm-hmm. Perfect time for like a second edition. That would have been a very like perfect second time. edition. We're gonna pub- we we publish, revise everything, mm-hmm. so everything's up to date and great and news, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It only took a it only took a but, decade or something. Decade or so. <laughs> but here we are. So, Onyx Path. Hopefully, if you're listening. I'm real curious about how you're going to handle process 418 uh, because that's some that's some crazy awesome stuff. I think they had that per- from way they're designing the story path system, mm-hmm. the way they're approaching the release of the books by Kickstarter. I think they have that completely in mind. Yeah, I actually agree, 100%. and I'm I'm very much looking forward to it because I mean those two, the Norsa book and the Ministry book. The Ministry book was fantastic. It had like all sorts of really cool stuff. The Ministry was a really like poorly understood order, and it really described them very well. Um, I'm, I'm just I, I I have to say I was I am really grateful that that book was released in the way it was. Right. There were some fan books that were done. Uh, obviously, never got any sanction, but they actually made a India slash Chitra Baranu. Um, Fan supplement that had pretty solid mechanics for quantum right. kinesis. Um, yeah, because they started stealing a mm-hmm. little bit from uh, aberrant because the, obviously the book by that point. Yeah, had no, they, they they used some some aberrant mechanics. Uh, not not a lot of them, but nope. but uh, some. Like they they dealt with mega attributes a little bit. Yeah. and they were all like so. Yeah, there were adventure books that were really cool that really pushed the meta plot forward. They had uh, like a technology manual that had a lot of really cool sci fi tech in it. As well as setting information. Um, they had like these mini books called like, um, I forget what they were called, but they had these, these uh, mini books that dealt with like, like Oceana, like the, the, the undersea communities, yep. like law, sci, law and psionics across the world. Cool. Like really, really like corporate like corporate life. Well, this had this was the line that had the most time to have the most oh, yeah. books because Adventure only had one book. Yeah. Whereas this one had what would you say like fifty like well, 50, thir- about thirty books I think. thirty books. Sorry, I was exaggerating. Maybe a little less. Maybe about twenty thirty. But still a, plenty a good of char- books. a good jerk of books. Um, I mean that's that that they, that's 
only like okay, Masquerade. Yeah, Masquerade's got a shit ton of books. Dwarfs it, but that's still a shit ton of books. Um, for they like had a, a for a, just a sci-fi thing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. They had, they had okay. the player's guide got released. It had that was where they had a lot released a lot of information about the Aeon Trinity itself, about how it functioned. The Aeon Trinity itself is a fascinating work, like, especially in the in the Trinity era. It's like this really cool like pan-human society kind of global espionage slash support agency. It's really cool. It's really well fleshed out. They also introduced an alternate power system, uh, which was Freeform uh, Psy. It was very complicated um, and, and, and hard and hard to, to get your head around, but I liked where it was going. Because it looks um, something like how Mage the Awakening yeah, works. It kinda, well, it, it, kinda, it, it was very Mage-ish. Because um, it's just... Man, there's a lot of little sliders on that in that yeah, system. Yeah, it's there, cool. There, and there's a lot of little sliders in that. Um, yeah, it was just it was. I I cannot express how much I truly love this system. It's my favorite game, well, role playing game. Period. Well, you best believe, dude. Uh, you, we're gonna have you're talking about it. I'm like, I need to because this is one of the few I love. Aber, mm-hmm. I read all Aber books. I haven't read a lot of the Trinity books, and I'm like. Uh, can I can I borrow all the books, Scott? Is yeah, you can borrow the books. You can borrow uh, the books because I like I want to play I want to play a Bio Gundam pilot. Can I can I? Do you that? can absolutely pile uh, yeah, yeah, Bio Gundam pilot. Yeah, they've got sure. they've got mechs in, yeah, like, in the system like hard tech mechs and biotech mechs, uh, which oh man, that's like uh, being a biotech mech pilot is like that's that you're the most special snowflake yeah, ever. Yeah, um, and just the idea of just uh, being able to take, especially if you know all about the other books, too, taking all that meta plot and sort of being able to squish it into the far future into a giant space opera mm-hmm. sounds amazing. Like just now, really cool. Now, um, it is should be noted that uh, even even through all of the books that got mentioned in the Trinity books, uh, they never had anything about like the return of Divis Maul. Yeah. For as big of a character he was, he's mentioned sometimes, but he never comes back. There's actually another aberrant called the Colony, uh, which is like the big bad. It's the the aberrant that's that's marshaled a lot of the 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 um, aberrants that that left Earth and said, "No, let's go back and fucking take it." Right. Um, I have a perv- I have a headcanon about they never revealed any real details about the colony. I have a headcanon. About I know them. I remember that guy. Um, I talked to him. Yeah, you did talk to him. He's an there, asshole. Is, yeah, he is a huge asshole. Way back, way in adventure, uh, there was a character called the Ubiquitous Dragon. Yes, uh, who was probably, with the exception of Doctor Primoris, was a stalwart that was the closest to Nova. Yeah, um, because he had like. He had like cloning abilities, like he could he could multiple man himself, yep. and in, and that was way off the scale for your average stalwart. Yep. Uh, my head cannon was that the colony was the ubiquitous dragon right. from from adventure days, and he was he he was always kind of a a frenemy rival of of uh, Donegal slash Primor slash yep. Divis Maul. And when Divis Maul, the the general accepted idea that Divis Divis Maul did create his own universe, uh, and like said like well, this so he was gone. He yeah, was gone. He, he was wasn't gone. controlling. He wasn't. He wasn't the big. The he wasn't the big anymore. bad. Um, I, I like to think that if the if the line had continued, they would have brought him back to kind of bring the big space opera before because we are getting a little longer sure, too. Yeah, absolutely did they mention anything about max what what is yeah, max doing in this max, library uh, i believe they talk about him in the player's guide 
Um, like he's at the edge of his ability, yes. like to, 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 to project himself into the future. He's around, he does stuff like he, he, he tries very hard to sort of, he tries as hard as he can to steer the ship back onto the right course. <laughs> uh, because he's all like all these motherfucking secrets. Did you guys not read the, like the, the operating, the mission statement? I wrote, I wrote a book about this. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote a book about this. So, read it. I put it on your bed. Yeah, so like that, like his involvement is kind of like so. This thing that I created, it's mostly doing good work, but it's lost its its primary like no. guiding principle. Um, so he he's trying very hard to to steer the ship back onto the right course. He's like, I did all like basically by that point. He's like, I'm doing what I can, but I basically did everything I was supposed to at yeah. this point. I can't do much more like, uh, than what I did. Uh, uh, unlike my number one BF frenemy, I'm not actually a god. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a uh, really cool dude. I'm just a cool dude with some ideals and uh, the ability I, I to... Love, I love my concept uh, that I had for your game because I was a biokinetic because everyone, because you didn't have all the aptitudes, mm-hmm. you could pick a secondary aptitude yeah. that you had one little power in. So I picked for his little game as I was a biokinetic that had one little power in quantokinesis yeah. that I picked. And my character was kind of a sniffer mm-hmm. for taint because mm-hmm. that's what the first power yeah. went to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Uh. Um, uh, you could find people who were using quantum powers and mm-hmm. you, and I'd probably get in shenanigans from there because I had the one little aptitude that not a lot of people do have. Yeah, no, that, that was very interesting. So yeah, no, it's a great game. Um, the the it's got a lot of books available. Most of them are available, like all of them are available through Drive Through RPG. Um, I would suggest taking a look at it, uh, particularly the core book. Uh, but very soon now, we're going to be getting a second edition, which makes me so goddamn happy. Yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. I'll play that game. Oh, oh hell yeah. You're going to be running all the games. Yeah, I will. Running all I will. The games. Don't worry. Don't worry all about it. I will. All the games. All, all, Polyhedron Plays will have will have, have the, all these games. Yeah, uh, we just recently recorded our second session of Shadowrun Anarchy, and hopefully within a month, you'll have those starting to get out to you guys. God, God. damn it, Ryan. Guys. It was amazing. I, I helped. <laughs> I have quotation marks. Helped. Actually, he did. He put the he put the plot no, right on the tracks. I, I I was just like, you know, sometimes you just got to push it right over the edge. I haven't button pushed that hard in ten years. Yeah, he did. He did. It was awesome. Uh, Flashback does, uh, abilities. Does chat have any, any other questions or things they'd like us to bring up? Um, Be um, real quick about it. Uh, there. It takes up a few minutes. They get a little bit of delay. Sure. But actually, I want to point out, thank you very much, Chet, except for a couple couple individuals that I dealt with. You guys have been amazing, and you've all been talking to one another. Oh, fantastic. Keep that up. So, so thank you very much for hanging out and watching us. Stay around, even when we're done with recording this. Uh, stay around the chat. We have after-show stuff that we're going to be doing for patron-only content. Yep, we so do patron-only. Even if you're not a patron, you get to be a part of the patron-only content Hooray. if you're here live. I mean, you are spending your time, and that's oh, like money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I got a question for you, Ryan. What? Of the games, now that we've gotten, you've heard all three of them, which one do you like the most? I, I, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like I would want to play Adventure the most, just okay. because it's like, yeah. I just being a fucking daredevil sounds like the funnest shit in the it world. It is really cool. I mean, on the other end of that... I want to be a terrible godlike psionic monster <laughs> yeah, because it's good stuff. who the fuck doesn't? Who doesn't yeah. want weird, crazy psionic powers? So aberrant weirdly falls in the. <laughs> it, it's it's fun. It, it, there are some unique 
uh, corners you can find yourself what, in there. In the what it comes down to is, I'm down, like, really, though, like, I'm down with any of these. These all sound like really fun games with so, a person who knows literally every goddamn thing there is to know about yep. the, the, the world. It's sometimes that, as long as, see, there's, a, okay, so now we can actually do the, the, the polyhedron thing about talking a little bit about game mastering. Yeah. It's okay that Scott knows about every fucking tiny thing in the world because he would never expect me to know it. Absolutely. But he can do some things that make him say, him go, hee-hee. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and I'll, I get to be like, what? Whoa. Later. Uh, he did that all the time during the oh, yeah, I, game. I, I, he I, would do something, and then as I was reading the books to kind of get up on the meta plot, I'd go, oh, no. Oh, no. I know what he's doing. <laughs> That's what you put your foot in. Um, actually, uh, the devil. Um, actually, uh, they have some questions, but I think we're going to leave them for the we'll after do, show. Absolutely. Yeah. We so, can do it for uh, yeah, patron-only yeah, content. Yeah, patron-only content, sure. but stay around. You guys live in the chat. We'll answer your questions, no problem. After time. Uh, after time. So, if you have any feedback, if you've enjoyed this show, uh, you can always email us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. Good, bad, the ugly, whatever. Um, Unless you're calling us ugly, we can't really handle that right now. No, no. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, hey, Ryan, why are you fat? <laughs> Dude. Twinkies. Uh, Twinkies. Nah, man. Pizza. 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 Uh, um, uh, on Twitter, we are at PolyhedronCast. I am also on Twitter as at BioImportance. I'm at Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S. And I am at DivaSmallCav. Which, which makes a shit ton more sense <laughs> now. Yes, yes, it does. And if you really want to get uh, help us support the show, grow it, get us better cameras, better equipment, let us do a lot more, you can go to poly, uh, go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Got ahead of myself there. Uh, and you can become a patron today. You get the after show that we're about to do as patron-only content that comes out uh, the opposite week that this show does. So you basically get every week you'll get us. Plus, you'll be starting to get the Shadowrun Anarchy uh, feed yeah. that were for Polyhedron play, and, so and you we, get even more patron only content. And we are not going to be live streaming Polyhedron play, so nope, that is that is, is patron only patron only. Patron only. Uh, it, and on top of that, that's a goal. If we get enough people to support uh, Polyhedron, uh, you will be able to make make Polyhedron plays live for everyone. So yeah. all of you guys can support and expand the love of role playing to other people by giving us enough money by watching us act like complete jackasses. Oh, it's so amazing! Yeah, I'm. I've recently really, really decided that I really want to get more into like live streaming and recorded role playing, uh, just because I think it's a great way to to uh, have sort of a. To, to make make it more of a performance, make it more of an art form. Yes, and I, I I'm also really I really I feel really strongly about it, so I'm all, looking forward to it. Also, it really doesn't hurt to have normal looking people do it too, because oh, yeah, they have a bunch yeah. of very pretty people do most of the live yeah, stream I mean, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people do it, and I want to help you do it as much as I can. Uh, I want to be a part of that in a way I can. I want to roll dice. Yeah. Oh yeah. But anyways, uh, from everywhere here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go go roll some dice. <laughs>